This conversation was recorded on September 5th, 2015. So I thought maybe we'd hang out in the Gospels a little bit. Mark opens up with the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Beginning of the Gospel. Yeah. Yeah. But if we find the word Gospel used in Matthew, if you look in chapter 9 of Matthew, and verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the Gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So is that the same thing as... Right, just as he would had done in Galilee. Yeah, and pretty much everywhere he went, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So Mark called the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's Jesus Christ preaching the gospel. Is it the same thing? Well, in Matthew's gospel, the idea of the kingdom was very much the case. The, the, the term kingdom of the heavens, for example, which is found only in Matthew's gospel, kingdom of the heavens. The good news that pertains to that, which is what gospel of the kingdom means, has to do with the good news concerning Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords, setting up his kingdom on earth. So that was what he was telling them. Yes, that's what he was telling them. He was telling them the kingdom of God is at hand. And as he reached his hands forth and say that, it's actually true because there's the king and where the king is, the kingdom is. So, sure, uh, there it was. For them to have, there he was. All Israel had to do right there is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, all of them, and they have the kingdom, and it's over. And there's no space of grace for where the word goes to we Gentiles, as it is today. That's why we're doing, biblically speaking, because here we are a couple former Gentiles, and we have the scriptures, and the rabbis that are listening, the many rabbis that are listening. Thousands. They don't, you don't have the scriptures. And ha, ha, ha. And that ought to provoke them to jealousy. But if they would have received the gospel of the kingdom, we wouldn't even be around? Or, yeah. yeah. And if Adam hadn't sinned. Right. Yeah. So These can... are things we don't need to really consider. But the point is that, that Jesus Christ was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the good news concerning the kingdom of God on earth, himself being the king, and some received that and others didn't. And those who received that, they wonder, well, the rest didn't, but can't you go ahead and just set it up without them and we move along here and let's roll. And the Lord told him, well, I've got other plans. I've got other sheep not of this fold, which are not the Mormons. They're not alien beings, as the Pope might want to tell us. Uh They're these Gentiles that the Word of God went out to at the end of Acts chapter 28, where Paul says, this is going to go to the Gentiles, and they're going to hear it. Now, here we are. We heard it. We not only heard it, we're, we're trying to get the Word of God out. The gospel concerning the grace of God. So you hop in the middle of those two things, uh, the middle being after Matthew chapter 9, where he goes about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But before uh, Acts 28, we find the Lord in Acts 1, post-resurrection, post-ascension it seems, and back down or something, but maybe not the point, where he comes and he shows them, he shows himself alive, yeah, with many infallible proofs. Right. 
being seen by them for 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's right, because he's still offering. And the offer is what? Receive me and we'll be setting the kingdom up right now. But these people have received it and this are all the disciples. Yeah, but he's, he's got, he's got uh, rest after receiving them. They know that. That's why they're going out and telling them. So they turn around and they say, hey, at Pentecost, for instance. At Pentecost, they all get equipped with the languages of all the Jews that are there in Jerusalem at the time, and they begin to speak to them in their own native languages. Many of them receive Christ, but lots don't. And now we have to deal with the rest of it, the rest of what happened. Right. I'm trying to pull up the Peter-specific message there. Where in Acts? Yeah, in Acts chapter 2, the promise is unto you and to your children. Um, where does he actually lay out what will happen when he says the times of refreshing? Are you with me? Did I lose you? That's Acts 3, no wonder. Oh, it's in the wrong chapter. And in... Starting in verse 14, he says, You denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all of his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached. So here he is speaking to all the, the Jews, Right, saying if you would just do what you if what you failed to do when he was here, if you would just do that, he'll come back and we'll have the kingdom. Yeah, the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So this is still the gospel of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It is. To the Jews. To the Jews. And he's telling them he shall send Jesus Christ. So it's like if we all believe and mm -hmm. just repent from all those things that we did in ignorance, but yet we did that. Right. Then he would send the Jesus Christ right now. That's right. That's different than what you and I heard, right? Well, yeah, for sure. So when is the for one thing? It's a couple thousand years later. Sure. So when when when's it appropriate for the context of the gospel to change? Well, the the, the context of the gospel had to do with whether it was to the Jew only as opposed to the Jew first and also the Gentile. It was to the Jews only at this point. So, during the Lord's ministry, it's to the Jews only. Yeah, I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, what he told the Gentiles. So, all the good news in there is all about the kingdom that would be set up. Yeah. If they all... Believed. Believed. Mm -hmm. That's right. What about personal salvation in that? Well, there's still personal salvation. There always has been. Why, why wasn't that getting talked about? Why was it just about the kingdom? Like, what about, you know, you need to be saved from the penalty of your sin? Peter. Or uh, James. Everybody, everybody knew that. <laughs> they all knew it? Sure they did. Sure they did. There were no, no But beyond that, I mean, beyond that, I mean, he was, he was uh, showing himself uh, that he could redeem the world not from all the impact of sin, 
not just your individual sins, but he was healing everybody. He was healing everybody. You know, I'm one of the guys who believes he healed everybody in Israel. Yeah. I mean, if there was a sick person that didn't get to him, well, I don't know, but everybody that got to him got healed. Busted up every funeral he ever, ever attended, you know? Dead body couldn't stay dead in his presence. So it was happening. And that's what all the apostles saw. This is happening. Mm. And it was happening. It's not like, no, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It is happening. He is setting up his king. He's the king. Right. And but those, the nation Israel has to, you know, accept him. And those healings were... Now, he knows he came to die, by the way, so it's not like they will. It's not as if they will accept him. They won't. They for sure won't. That's why he's dying, because they for sure won't. Right. And even afterwards... They still for sure won't. Even when Peter's there in Acts chapter 3, they for sure won't. They for sure won't. But Some do. But someday they all will, right? Someday they for sure will. So the gospel of the kingdom gets removed. That day isn't today, by the way. That's, those people aren't over there. That's not the Jews. Yeah. Yeah. So the gospel of the kingdom on the table when the Lord is walking. Yes. And even after that. Still even there. after that, even that stayed on the table with God. the apostles. But then we also find out about the gospel of the grace of God. Yes, that's folding in. Is distinct. Well, it's a different like, aspect of the same message. The kingdom but, of God is the grace of God, right? Of course. Yeah, but not the specific same message there. That's an individual message. Is that well? Uh, let's just say that the message focuses down on the grace of God for individual salvation, because the kingdom that ain't going to happen once He set Israel aside. Yeah, and he did say that real side, huh? It's been shelved. They're on the shelf, but they'll be taken off the shelf. Yeah, they're on the shelf. By the way, they're not in the land. I know that's hard for people to accept, right? Because mm. there's this nation over there that calls itself Israel. Right. It's not the Israel of God, and God's Israel is still on the shelf. There's a remnant according to grace, but what's going on over there? Deceit. Lies, baloney, humbug. Keep going. Oh, just another nation numbered among the nations, eager to be in the UN. Mm -hmm. Just another bunch of people, you know. Just another bunch of people who can't even legitimately claim to be Israel. By the way, just a name. They have no legitimate claim to be Israel because who are those people? They have no. They have no pedigree that they can prove. I can't go like, well, tribe of, you know, tribe of Ephraim, tribe of, tribe of Judah, tribe of Levi, Simeon, Reuben. They can't. I don't have any of that. Because of the Dark Ages or why? Well, not just the Dark Ages. These, those people have assembled themselves in there, you know, since the First World War. Who wants to go back? Who wants? <laughs> who wants? Uh, who wants to go in there and and uh, grab some land from the people that are living there now? That's who went. Mm. Genetically, there's no evidence that those people are Israelites, and we have we have the scriptures to rely on about that, right? Which ones? Well, Romans 9, 10, 11, mm. for example. Romans chapter right. 2, he that's a Jew is one inwardly You're because we don't know who the Jews are. When God scatters people, 
When God scatters people, he scatters them. And men can't put them back together again. You know, it's like Humpty Dumpty. Mm-hmm. When God decides to scatter a people, yeah. which he did to Jews, I don't care what movement among men is initiated. They're not going to find them and collect them back. God will do that in his time. It's like the opposite of what God has put together, let no man. Yeah, what God has put asunder, let no man put together. <laughs> well put. Yes. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You know, talk to Jews. Talk to rabbis. Say, what tribe are you? And you're like, ah, that's a long story. We don't really know our tribes. We're not even sure. What makes you think you're a Jew? Nah, because I subscribe to Jewish beliefs. What beliefs are those? Well, you know, I have the Talmud. Yeah, but isn't it true that the Talmud, like the Babylonian Talmud, isn't it true that that was put together in 570 A.D.? Uh, yes. Isn't it true that some of your greatest rabbis are like from the 1500s? Uh, yes. So, you know, isn't it true that your great rabbi doesn't even go back as far as Martin Luther? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much right. I mean, the Catholics have a more of a longer range <laughs> than you, you guys. At least they go back to Constantine 300 AD. Mm-hmm. Furthest back you can go is 570. Is that is that right? I mean, how do you get from 570 AD back to, you know, King David? Yeah. Can you make that stretch? Because that's 1,500 years. Can you get that in? You ask, a, you ask a, the, I don't care, the most sedulous Jew today, can you connect what you're doing to David, let alone Moses? Well, no. No. I mean, there are a lot of people that say they're Jews, you know. say that's asking quite a lot, you know. Huh? That's asking quite a lot. Is it? Well, I mean, we don't have records. That I mean, if you're going to, well, it isn't asking an unfledged, it may be asking a lot. I agree. It actually is asking a lot because, <laughs> yeah. no, you can't. Go but back 2,000. It isn't asking in years. But it isn't asking unfairly if you claim that you're a Jew. What's your claim? You know? You got a genetic claim of some kind? Because some of the genetic stuff's been checked. The Palestinians are probably more Jewish than the Israelites of today, genetically speaking. Hmm. Yeah. So there's two main groupings of Jews over there today, you know, people that call themselves Israelites or Jews. I don't think they actually call themselves Israelites. I think I think that it'd be a big stretch if they did. You know, that'd be even worse, but uh, worse case. But you've got your Sephardics and you've got your uh, Ashkenazis. Well, I had some Israel, Israel, Israelis tell me about this. Hey, you know, one guy was Sephardic. He goes, I'm black. I'm the black Jew. And he was dark-complected, he had, you know, kind of frizzy hair, and he's bald, and he says, you know, I'm black. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, and the others, he goes, well, they're, they're, they're whites, they're the Ashkenazis, okay? Now, it's kind of different racial mix, by the way. But see, for, 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 for the people of Israel today to claim that they're a, a race is a, is a stretch, mm-hmm. it's a big stretch. And it might be a race. You know, insofar as they might be highly interrelated to each other. But that race is not of Israel. They have no genetic tie to Jacob. Yeah. 
So, but they're out there somewhere. There's there. There's a genetic hijack. Here's the qu- here's the fact. The Lord knows. Yeah. Who the Jews are? He knows it. He when I say when he scatters the when he scatters them, he gets them scattered. Yeah. And they've been scattered a long time. And then he's going to gather them back together. He's going to gather them up. And at that time, gonna, there's actually going to be two kinds of gatherings, if I read the scriptures correctly. Okay. There'll be the gathering of the 144,000, where tribal identity will suddenly be a fact. How do you even do that? How does God do that? It's easy for him. How does he tell them people what tribe they're in? He just tells them. He assembles them in heaven and and uh, puts his word into him. He takes them up, catches them up, as it were, like he did the Apostle Paul, whether in a body or out of body, he did not know. So, like, uh, you know, just take one group. Take, like... 144,000. You're going to take 12 groups of 12,000. Well, take Naphtali, if that's even how you say it. Take Naphtali, yeah. Naphtali. Yep. Is that mean, like, there's 12,000 Naphtalis out there? Yeah. And they're, like, pure Naphtalis? They're pure Naphtali. How's that even possible? Well, because with God, all things are possible. It's crazy if they don't even know their their lineage. They're gonna find out. <laughs> they're gonna find out they're of that tribe, you know. Yeah. Ooh, Asher, really? Yeah. Who they be? I beach. don't. They don't know who they are. How can I know? How can you know? Yeah. But I'll tell you who they aren't. Okay. They aren't an identifiable tribe today, and they're mm-hmm. not hanging around in that land over there. That land over there is just one of the nations with its political ambitions, just like any other nation has its political ambitions. So that kingdom will be back on the table then. Once yeah, the now the Jesus kingdom gets back, back on the table when the Lord Jesus gets back on the table, gets comes back to earth. Now the kingdom's on the table. So then is the gospel of the kingdom preached? They will again? be, those 144,000, those 12 tribes will be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Which is the same thing that the Lord was talking about back then? Yeah. Get ready, here he comes. But Get the- ready, here he comes. But that won't they have the when is the, the the fulfillment of the New Testament, the new covenant where the law is written on their heart, the word of God's written on their heart, when does that get instituted? Well, when does the new covenant become live and operable? Mm-hmm. As opposed to the blood of the new covenant under which we right. have our like standing? Jeremiah. Yeah, out of Jeremiah and Hebrews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When does that happen? Yeah. In this whole picture of the kingdom and the Jews. When when God Almighty reassembles the nation Israel and puts them underneath Jesus Christ. They look upon him whom they have pierced. They all believe. So at the end... When at they the end believe. of the end, at the end of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be delivered through it. So up until that time, even when Israel's back on the table, we have the 144,000. We have the gospel of the kingdom. We have the two prophets. Two prophets. Then we have the 144,000. Right. Is, are they still searching the scriptures? Are they... Oh, yeah. Heaven and earth may pass away, but his word won't. Oh, well, it won't pass away, but once you have it, like, ingrained into your your heart, you think you don't need it. You mean, then after that time, yeah, then right. then, then, then his word will be engraved on there. Yeah, they won't need to, like, search it. They'll just they'll have understand it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that comes even after. Yeah. That's part of the kingdom. That's part of the kingdom of God. That's part of the kingdom of the heavens in its final stage, and that's is the Israel Israelite part. That's the Israelite part. And by the way, today we have a lot of confusion around those things, right? Yeah. Because the entire Reformed world believes that they are Israel and the Israel of God. They believe that. Hmm. So, is that substitution theology or something like that? Uh I think they do call that substitution theology, but the idea that the church—I don't like to call it that because 
I like the word substitution. Yeah, it's what the Lord the did for sin. Death. Yeah. Yeah. Replacement theology, replacement. I believe, is what's called replacement mm-hmm. theology. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea that the church has taken the place of Israel because it is now the Israel of God or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't I don't like to hear the guys that don't know the Bible put a term on other guys that don't know the Bible. That's kind of what you get going on. Guys that don't know the Bible call guys that don't know the Bible replacement theologians because they're trying to replace Israel with the church. And so the guys that still don't know what's going on are right about that, but they're wrong about so many things that I don't really like to use their language that much. Uh, Yeah. So all Reformed, all the big word, but the Reformed teaching is that the church is the Israel of God. Yeah, that is a a very thick branch of Reformism. Mm -hmm. Which means that God's kingdom is now? Yes. And so... And we're in it. Which, of course, we are translated into his kingdom. Yeah. Okay? But we're translated into it. That, like, politically, like... Uh, positionally. Positionally. Yeah. In other words, it's through this, his substitutionary vicarious work, so we are actually translated. It's a vicarious thing. Yeah. And, of course, we know about it. That's the like most important thing. thing. Certainly not right visible, because, like, I'm looking at you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, which means I'm looking at you. Yeah, so. I mean, you might you might think so looking across the table, but I'm looking back across the table and I'm saying no. Uh, we're told to cut, cut, cut the word of God straight because there's so much crooked cutting going on, and it makes for very bad tense. Well, there's a lot of seams, too. There's a lot of places to go off. I mean, there's plenty the, of ways the, of error. The guy who was given by inspiration the instructions to cut the word straight was trained in his own hands the importance of it in making tents. I know you couldn't make a tent if you couldn't cut straight. Well, there's a lot of reasons I couldn't make a tent. But Paul needed to cut straight. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons you couldn't make a tent. <laughs> yeah, there really are. Or sleep in one, possibly. Yeah. Or even pitch one. I'm all, not even sure you can put one up. to me. I've put a tent together before. so let's, Outside let's, or in the house? Let that be known. Did you put the tent together in the house? No, outside. Did you stake it down? Oh, yeah. Did you sleep in it yourself? Yep. A whole night? Stayed dry, too. Really? Didn't rain. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, you can pitch a tent in your own backyard, but that's a far cry from um, making one. Making one, right. But, you know, I'm, I'm real sure just looking at tents that one of the most important things, if you're making one by hand would be to cut it straight, cut the material straight. And that's really the problem we have with understanding the scriptures is, is, is getting them cut straightly. So there's fraught with, fraught with errors. Like, so yeah. So you have fellowship with somebody say, yeah, I realize that there is the Israel of God and we're not it, we're the church of God. And 1 Corinthians 10 does divide the world into church, Jew, Gentile, church of God. So we see there are three distinct groups. And I'm not making that mistake, but boy, I'm sure glad we're under the new covenant. And they go like, ah, okay, let's talk about the new covenant. You see it here. It's in Jeremiah for the Israel. It's it's here in Hebrews. Look what it says. That didn't happen to us. We're not under the new covenant. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then, as just happened to me again yesterday, somebody comes along and tells me that, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in Christ, behold, all things have become new. There's a new creation. You're, you're a new creation. 
So that's an objective statement. There is a new creation. Yes, I'm in it. I'm in the new creation. And in that new creation, all things will become new. Even the heavens and the earth are going to become new. But um, Romans 7 teaches me that I've got this problem. I'm dragging a corpse around. Mm-hmm. And I won't necessarily continue. That's what it was about, continuing in the faith. Right. And it was about a statement where... Perseverance. Yeah, I believe it was uh, some famous theologian said, uh, R.C. Sproul, I think it was, said that, you know, if it were left up to us, put it this way, if it were left up to us, we'd all apostatize. Well, I don't really like that kind of a statement. I kind of objected to that statement because... I'm the one who believes. I am actually the one who believes. God doesn't do the believing for me. I actually do the believing. Yeah. So the guy, a guy that I was disputing with, he said to me, but God gives the faith. I said, yeah, of course God gives the faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God and God gives the word of God. And God also gives the men and ladies who speak the word of God. So, of course, he gives the word of God. But I actually do my own believing. God doesn't believe for me. Right. I said, how can we be exhorted to believe, to continue to believe, and to hold fast the word which has been preached? If it's all him. If it's all God. You go exhort God about that. Yeah, and he says things like, take my yoke upon you. It's like... If he was doing all of that work, then he would say, I'm going to put my yoke upon you. Yeah, let me put my yoke on you. Right. It's not that. It's, yeah. and it's I'll, participatory. You know, exactly. Yeah. We have to do the believing. I insist on that. Uh, we have to do the believing. Uh, that's that's for us. Believing is for us. And, and then we have to do the keep believing. Not to stay saved. Right. Not to stay saved. We don't have to believe anything more. We could quit believing and stay saved. Yeah, to be approved. But to be approved, you have to keep believing. And there's a lot to be lost if you stop believing. Have I wandered far now from the gospel of the kingdom? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the, the cutting things straight, which really when we see these different contexts for the gospel, that's part of the cutting. You have to see what's the context of the gospel here. Much as you may like it, you cannot have the kingdom without Israel. And there's no Israel to have the kingdom right now. So without an Israel that's qualified to have the kingdom, there's no offer of the kingdom. Hmm. We say, well, look at Israel over there. What a miracle of God. That's not a miracle of God. That's a machination of man. You know, a miracle of God, that was the Red Sea parting. That was a miracle of God. Okay? 600,000 people in the wilderness, their clothes not wearing off. A manna from heaven. Those are miracles of God. Uh-huh. A bunch of people settling in that geography. Somebody's going to live there. That's not a miracle of God. It's a machination of man. And it's involved. And it costs a lot of money. What about when the kingdom of God is spoken of in places like Romans um, 14, where it says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost? Well, because, okay, we have to distinguish the the gospel of the kingdom here on earth Mm -hmm. from the fact that, as as we... Learn, we've been translated into the kingdom of his marvelous love. Isn't that right? Or is it his dear son? The kingdom of his dear son? That's what rings true in my mind, but... Well, we're translated into it. Yeah. So, 
So that's a thing in the heavens, or that's well, a thing unseen? Yeah, so it includes uh, us, and therefore we're on the earth, so... Colossians one thirteen yeah, says, Colossians us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Yeah, and this is a good example of what that means. See, no longer the power of darkness. We know, we're aware that that, that God is in the third heaven above and that he's got his represent where his ambassadors here below. And there is a realm, there is a kingdom, there is a there is a um, government of God that operates today. Mm, but it's not the one on earth no it's not operating through the worldly governments it's operating through the church which is his body because israel israel rejected the lord jesus and so no worldly governments can come under israel where they belong right the israel of god right so there's no place for a world worldly government to turn the only place that the king of a worldly government can turn is to the Lord Jesus, you know, and and do the best that he can in this world until Jesus Christ sets his kingdom up. So for now, the kingdom of God is invisible, but on earth is not in operation. If his kingdom were of this world, he would have called in legions of angels and taken care of everything. Right. That's what he told Pilate. That's the way it was. That's the way it is. That's a good verse. And when he wants to whoop up the world at the time of the end, he will call us up on his angels to do that. Four of them. That's all it takes. We're such, we're such weaklings. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of his angels to whoop up on man. And and then when, when he, you know, when he comes in glory with myriads and myriads and myriads, he'll set his kingdom up. He'll take his time doing it and everything will be done decently and in order and the nations will be, you know, set up correctly. Mm. The 12 apostles will be ruling over the 12 tribes of Israel. They'll be in the heavens. and Israel will be ordered according to tribe and will be in the land and all that good stuff. But today, what's going on today is what the Lord said would go on. Number one, he told the Israelites of his day, the Jews, he said, I come in my father's name and you receive me not. There's one coming. He comes in his own name. Him you will receive. So what... Jews are setting up to do is receive the man of sin. That's what they're setting up to do, mm -hmm. right? And in the meantime, we just have Number the, two, we have a parable. A man has a vineyard, and he sends some messengers, and they kill them, and he sends another set, and they kill them. That's the prophets. Which of the prophets didn't you kill? Right. Finally, he says, I'll send my son. They'll listen to him. And they say, here comes the heir. Let's, Let's kill, him. kill him. Yeah. And take the vineyard. So what's going on now after they killed the Lord Jesus is the taking of the vineyard. And that's been, that's been a real struggle, but they're doing it. And when enough is enough, that is when the time of the Gentiles ends. That is when the last Gentile receives Christ as Savior under this particular dispensation of grace. Then God will take the Israel of God off the back burner. But by that time... Jerusalem that now is, this one, it's going to be Sodom and Egypt, not the glory of God, the Davidic throne or anything like that. It'll be Sodom and Egypt. So he's going to have to trample out the vintage where the graves of wrath are stored and loose the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword because he's going to come mm -hmm. armed for battle, ready to war. Jehovah, our God, is a man of war. People just don't think so because he's so patient. Yeah. 
But once he starts to lay down the rod of iron, yeah. So let me not go too far to that except to say that there is a kingdom of God today, but it's not operating through the governments of the world. The governments of the world, we know that we're of God and the whole world lies what? In the wicked one. Mm -hmm. And we have the array that's exposed to us in the book of Ephesians where we have the, you know, the principalities, the powers of the rulers of the darkness of this world invading the governments of this world. So what we have today is this uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost knowing that the kingdom of God in the heavens is where our conversation or, or our, our citizenship our citizenship that's our word that's the word citizenship and and that in a future day that will become I don't know visible is the right word but it manifest yeah it'll come to earth yeah the heavens will come, come down, down. yep the heavens will be low yeah that's what the sinners will say the heavens are low now yeah the sinners right now say, heavens are high, you know, far from us. Yeah. Our master delays is coming. Yep. <laughs> 